the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. And welcome back. Monday, February 28th, 2022. Coming to you live from the Guns Etc. Studios. King Solomon instructs or reminds, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new? It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. There is nothing new under the sun, including socialism, communism, and every evil in the world being attributed to the United States by those animating movements. As far back as 1885, the French socialist paper Les Socialistes published the entirety of the communist manifesto. Frederick Engels, Karl Marx's co-author, would write in one of the introductions to the reintroduced communist manifesto that the manifesto of his and Marx's was, quote, the most widespread, the most international production of all socialist literature. The common platform acknowledged by millions of working men from Siberia to California, close quote. And of course, you see the nexus anywhere you care to look, honestly. Sometimes the enthusiasms of the radicals can't help but boast. Take the Socialist Student Club at Arizona State University right on their Twitter page. They identify themselves this way. Well, before I read it, recall you subsidize their presence and studies at ASU. Here's what they tell you. Quote, Students for Socialism at Arizona State University is a socialist revolutionary Marxist club. Our mission is to end capitalism and fight for socialism. Close quote. The hundreds of millions of dollars that subsidize those students and that school comes from the taxes of people who are engaging in capitalism. And I think that's an interesting study in political suicide, if nothing else. Maybe it's just a study in clever fleecing. But let me not digress. We have several members of Congress who affiliate with this movement called the Democratic Socialists of America. Indeed, one of them, one Rashida Tlaib, a proud member who is endorsed by the organization, will be giving a primetime televised address tomorrow to respond to Joe Biden's State of the Union. I expect it to be dumber but more articulate and, of course, much more urgent and exigent than what Joe Biden says tomorrow night. But that will be the main difference. Speed, not substance. Interesting country we've built here where socialists now respond to presidential addresses, even when the essentials of both speeches embrace the same nostrums. I guess it's just so you don't get confused or fuddled as to what the liberal left stands for these days or just the entirety of the Democratic Party. Can you imagine a party where Hubert Humphrey would tolerate for a second a self-declared socialist in his caucus? No, because he disagreed with socialism. And Marxism and loved this country. You know what else Democrats didn't start doing until the late 1970s? Really, after the inaugural of Ronald Reagan, hate and blame America first. You see, it's so much less political if it's not about Republicans or Democrats, if it's not about partisan politics, but rather about an entire country's organizational structure. For then, it's just a worldview. 
And the left never goes small anyway. They always go big. They swallow camels whole, one might say. And as they do that, we Republicans tend to strain or choke on gnats. Here's your Democratic Socialists of America today. The movement of Rashida Tlaib's Democratic Socialists of America. I quote from their press release, quote, The Democratic Socialists of America condemns Russia's invasion of Ukraine and demands immediate diplomacy and and de-escalation to resolve this crisis. We stand in solidarity with the working classes of Ukraine and Russia who will undoubtedly bear the brunt of this war and with anti-war protesters in both countries and around the world who are calling for a diplomatic resolution. This extreme and asymmetrical escalation is an illegal act under the United Nations Charter and severely threatens the livelihoods and well-being of working class people in Ukraine, Russia, and across the region. I hope you're seeing the uh, moral equivalence here. We urge an immediate ceasefire and the total withdrawal of Russian forces from Ukraine. There is no solution through war or further intervention. This crisis requires an immediate international anti-war response, demanding de-escalization, international cooperation, and opposition to unilateral coercive measures, militarization, and other forms of economic and military brinksmanship that will only exacerbate the human toll of this conflict. Now, here's where it gets good, or I should say telling, instructive, and makes you wonder why they even put the letter A or word America in their organization's title. Here we go. Quote, The DSA reaffirms our call for the U.S. to withdraw from NATO and to end the imperialist expansionism that set the stage for this conflict. We call on anti-war activists in the U.S. and across the world to oppose violent escalations, demanding a lasting diplomatic solution, and stress the crucial need to accept any and all refugees resulting from this crisis. Much of the next 10 years are coming into view through this attack. And while the failures of neoliberal order are clear to everyone, the ruling class is trying to build a new world through a dystopic transition grounded in militarism, militarism, imperialism, and war. Socialists have a duty to build an alternative. No war but class war, close quote. couple quick things. They have a hyperlink on the line, End the Imperialist Expansionism of the United States, which takes you to their page of long grievances, including that we never concluded the Korean War with a peace treaty and that we support Israel militarily. Because why support the one democracy, social democracy at that, built by socialists, that gives more rights to every minority the world can dream up than any other state in the region and most in the world when it is run by Jews, always open for attack. And that long list we also get, as nobody should be surprised, the dictate that we must stop our antagonism of China. After all, it is a people's republic, at least so they tell us. So it must be true. And the U.S. must be at fault for the problems China has or that we have with China or perhaps that the Uyghurs have with China or perhaps that the Tibetans have with China. You will note no DSA press releases asking for a de-escalation of threats, colonialism or imperialism against places like the Xinjiang province or Tibet or, for that matter, of course, Taiwan. But they clearly over at the DSA spent a lot of time writing this. So let's give them a little more publicity by repeating their peroration. The ruling class, quote, the ruling class is trying to build a new world through a dystopic transition grounded in militarism, imperialism and war. 
We socialists have a duty to build an alternative. No war but class war, close quote. At least we know they're not totally forsaking war. But if you can tell me what the dystopic transition to a new world grounded in militarism and imperialism and war being committed by the United States is, I'll refrain from calling what the DSA issued as a stupid and ignorant word salad. Let's understand it for what it is. It's blaming this country, blaming America first. And of course, as anyone who has taken a basic world history class knows, of course, the United States is the reason and cause for Vladimir Putin swallowing up Ukraine, he said sarcastically. This, my friends, is what you call propaganda. The problem with this propaganda is it is sold here and it is purchased here. It is believed. It is the animating political organization of the most popular of Democrats in America, from Bernie Sanders to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to Ayanna Presley to Ilan Omar to Rashida Tlaib. And Rashida Tlaib, as I mentioned, will be giving a response to the State of the Union tomorrow evening. A thought. Every single time a Republican is on a network like CNN, he or she is asked to validate or condemn something Donald Trump said. Shouldn't Rashida Tlaib be asked to denounce the DSA, her organization, one she belongs to and has endorsed her for blaming the invasion of Ukraine on the United States? There is nothing new under the sun. Jean Kirkpatrick was on to this as early as 1984. She was our representative, the U.S. representative to the United Nations, and here she is speaking at the convention that year. They said saving Grenada from terror and totalitarianism was the wrong thing to do. They didn't blame Cuba or the communists for threatening American students and murdering Grenadians. They blamed the United States instead. But then, somehow, they always blame America first. When our We're reducing the applause. sent to Lebanon on a multinational peacekeeping mission with the consent of the United States Congress, were murdered in their sleep. The Blame America First crowd didn't blame the terrorist who murdered the Marines. They blamed the United States. But then they always blame America first. When the Soviet Union walked out of arms control negotiations and refused even to discuss the issues, the San Francisco Democrats didn't blame Soviet intransigence. They blamed the United States. But then they always blame America first. When Marxist dictators shoot their way into power in Central America, the San Francisco Democrats don't blame the guerrillas and their Soviet allies. They blame United States policies of 100 years ago. But then they always blame America first. The American people know better. They know that Ronald Reagan and the United States didn't cause Marxist dictatorship in Nicaragua or the repression in Poland or the brutal new offensives in Afghanistan or the destruction of the Korean airliner or, or the new attacks on religious and ethnic groups in the Soviet Union or the jamming of Western broadcasts or the denial of Jewish immigration, no. or the brutal imprisonment of Anatoly Sharansky and Ida Nudel, no. or the obscene treatment of Andrei Sakharov and Elena Bonner, no. 
for the re-Stalinization of the Soviet Union. The American people know that it's dangerous to blame ourselves for terrible problems we didn't cause. They understand, just as the distinguished French writer Jean-Francois Revel understands the dangers of endless self-criticism and self-denigration, he wrote clearly, a civilization that feels guilty for everything it is and does will lack the energy and conviction to defend itself. That was Jean Kirkpatrick in 1984. There is nothing new under the sun, but you might think this country could at least take a page of history once in a while and apply it rather than ignore it. There are, after all, more socialists in Congress now than in 1984 when she was speaking, and that alone should say something. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. There's an old saying, the difference between intelligence and wisdom is that intelligence is knowing that tomato is a fruit and wisdom is knowing that you shouldn't put it in a fruit salad. <laughs> One of the millions of reasons I love Balance of Nature is they do have tomatoes in their products and they put them in the fruit side. I love that, along with cherries and aloe vera and apples and bananas and blueberries and grapefruit and strawberries and raspberries and pineapples and mango and grapes. That's just on the fruit side over a Balance of Nature. Uh, on the vegetable side, you get an equally great blend from broccoli to cauliflower to zucchini to garlic and soybean and cayenne pepper and so much more. 15 whole vegetables, 16 whole fruits in Balance of Nature capsules. You just take them once a day and you are good to go. You do it every day for a period of time and hopefully you'll have the same benefits I have, which is more energy and not getting sick because nothing boosts your immunity like the great produce put into those vegetarian capsules at Balance of Nature. Check them out at balanceofnature.com. That's balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies, but make sure, make certain to use discount code BALANCE. Balanceofnature.com, discount code BALANCE. A lot more to say here about Ukraine, but before I do, um, and Russia and the world, especially socialism and communism and what they're trying to do to this world, and revanchists of all types. Uh, before I do, let me, um, let me add to this mix. One of the problems here, one of the problems is that because you are an expert at something, it doesn't make you an expert at everything. And I would just suggest as well that when we t talk to people who claim to be or who others claim are experts at even just one thing or something, that we quant kind of quantify and qualify it. Bill, did you hear Adam Carolla the other day talking about he is so sick and tired of people who are self-anointed experts on things, telling us things that make us change our lives, only to be later revealed to have been wrong about the advice we all said we had to follow because they were quote-unquote experts. Kingsley Amos once said the word that... Uh, the word that is most responsible for every problem since World War II can be summed up in the word committee. I'm almost of the belief now 
that were he alive today, he would say expert, expert. Look, for example, at how uh, following the science has led us to the D-Day of this week where mask compliance has changed across the country. If only Joe Biden can get those sticklers in California and Washington, D.C. to go along with what he got them to do in New York and other major blue states by um, hopefully, uh, by, by hopefully, in his mind, hopefully getting rid of mask mandates once and for all so that he can have something positive to say at the State of the Union address tomorrow night. It is an interesting thing to step back and consider that the Biden Democrats now think that that would be a positive thing to tell the American people. I guess after so many press conferences and speeches saying that wearing a mask is your patriotic duty and the American people being a little bit smarter than that and knowing that wearing a mask isn't a patriotic emblem and isn't a sign of patriotism – um, how could it be? Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, today was wearing a mask with the Ukrainian flag on it. So really, we've just turned them into fashion statements at this point, not any kind of uh, esteem totems to uh, patriotic feeling or belief or, for that matter, health. Um, if it were a matter of public health, I would be tempted to ask, what is the science behind this week being the week? That all mask mandates across the country and in most states, if New York, excuse me, if California and D.C. will get on board, why would it be this week? Why this week? Why this week? Maybe the fact that there's a State of the Union and absolutely nothing else is going well for the United States of America. And I say the United States of America, not Joe Biden, because I don't care if things go well for the president of the United States. Our job is not to say we think and hope that things go well for the president of the United States. It is the job of the president of the United States to make things go well for the American people, those that voted for him and those that didn't. Right now, things are not going well for those that did or those that didn't. Kamala Harris made a jape today saying the American people voted for what they wanted and we're giving them what they want. You getting what you think the Democrats want you to have? Are you? We'll talk about all of this a little bit more. I'm Seth Liebson coming to you live from the Guns Etc. Studios at 602-508-0960 and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 34 past the hour brings us our culture and economy update with the one and only John Dombrowski. He is the founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning. Grand Canyon Planning Dot com is his website, Grand, Plan- Grand Canyon Planning Associates, the full name of his firm, but GrandCanyonPlanning.com, the website. And he has his own radio show right here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., The Word on Wealth. Hello, John. How are you? Fantastic, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Great. Thank you, sir. Hey, you know, something just to think about. I know we get a lot of volatility in the stock market right now, a lot happening over uh, with Russia and Ukraine. But 35 years ago today... In a surprising announcement, Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev, he actually decided he wanted to sign without delay a treaty designed to eliminate U.S. and Soviet medium-range nuclear missiles from Europe. So think about that. Where we're at today, 35 years ago, we were de-escalating, de-arming, and now we've got uh, the leader. Uh, this there is in the Russia, big INF treaty, the Intermediate Nuclear Forces yes, Reduction Treaty. That's correct. You know he's still alive and around. Can you imagine what? Not, I, 
Not that I care that much right. uh, because I think he got you know too much uh, of a pass and credit in history. But it would be interesting to know what he's thinking. Yes, watching, agreed. Yeah, because this is certainly on. not good for the Russian people. It's not. It's not good for anyone. Uh, the markets are reacting a little interestingly, aren't they, John? The Dow falls, but NASDAQ rallies, yeah? Yeah, we actually saw a pretty big uh, you know, fall at the open here for all of the major indexes. Uh, but what was interesting to see is, is uh, we did start to see a little bit of uh, you know, buying and ultimately bringing all of the indexes back into the green. And then we had another fallback again. But there's certainly some support out there. There's people buying. And we have to remember, too, Seth, that this market, the stock market, is different than it has been uh, you know, decades ago. There is just uh, so many people, and we talked about this a week or two ago, the number of individuals yep. who are participating in 401ks and investing in the stock market. It's different now. You know, even though the markets are volatile and, you know, sometimes we see these these big swings in the market, uh, people are still getting, you know, a paycheck and they're investing in the market every pay period. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that that's what's causing this volatility, but there are people still buying even though the market is down. And again, the basic principles of investing is is to buy low, sell high, not to sell low and buy high. So market is substantially lower than it was at the beginning of the year. And it's actually, if you're a long-term investor, there are some opportunities out there. And one of the opportunities, uh, Seth, is you think about healthcare right now, um, I was looking too back in what when it was uh, back in um, time here that apparently was when the um, what was it here on this day I did notice something rather interesting chemical structure of DNA was discovered ah okay so think about that and that was 1953 okay so where how far have we come because of of that. Um, you know, discovering mm-hmm. DNA and understanding mm-hmm. the structure of it and mm-hmm. being able now to prevent uh, or cure certain uh, diseases or sure. illnesses. Uh, and this is, again, an area of the market. There's 11 sectors in the S&P 500. Uh, you know, healthcare uh, is is one of the areas. Um, so we want to look at different sectors of the market, even though there is volatility, there's always opportunity in certain sectors of the market. And uh, you think about healthcare. That's certainly one of the areas. Yeah, one of the. Yeah, be, it uh, is. It is. It is. And, and you know, you subscribe to certain services. I know you probably do, John. I do as well. Mm-hmm. News services uh, re- re- relational to your industry or what yes. have you, relevant to your industry. One of the interesting ones I get has to do with hospitals, just because I've, I've been obsessed with them since oh, I don't know, March of 2020. And one of the interesting things I think we're going to see Friday is a report. On uh, pay raises and uh, retaining workers. Right. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle that in the health sector, in the healthcare sector, won't it? Because we've been watching a lot of people leaving it, a lot. Absolutely. And we're seeing it not just in that area, but yes, tremendous uh, burden put upon uh, the healthcare workers in this country during the pandemic that we had. And, of course, all of the pressure that they were under has now, uh, you know, we're starting to see some uh, concerns over some of the people that had to deal with all of that. Are they going to get paid now for what they, they had to deal with during that rough time in their I lives? I could kiss you for the verb tense you just used. Oh. The pandemic we had yes. is what you said. Yes. I love that. Yes. Thank you, John. You bet. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finran Sipic and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Go to our website, GrandCanyonPlanning.com. You can request an appointment right there. Thank you, Seth.
I could do with this song what Don Imus did with the biography of Whitaker Chambers. I could drive my producer nuts over it. I'm continually learning things about this most interesting of songs. Uh, one of the things, uh, well, my friend Dimitri Sanus, the musician, occasionally on, we play uh, on the show with his brother Thana, we play their music, local musicians. Um, he explained something about this song to me, uh, which helped, and uh, we'll share that at an appropriate time. All right, uh, 602 uh, Still under the heading of uh, Nothing New Under the Sun, I recall getting a crash course in leftism in two ways. One, by going to a socialist bookstore in high school here in Phoenix. Yes, there was one. I don't know if it still exists. And two, by going to college. And one of the things I remember in my crash course in college was uh, the first Gulf War, um, the one with Saddam Hussein invading Kuwait. And I remember it was an art professor. There was a panel, a debate panel. God, it would be fun if there were video of it. I don't know if there is. There probably isn't. There was a debate panel, and <laughs> they had a hard time finding someone to uh, take the side of the United States in the panel to teach in. So I did. And uh, I remember an art professor yelling at me from the audience. I'm a student at the time, okay? An art professor is yelling at me from the, uh, from the audience uh, when I was talking about the invasion of uh, Kuwait. And he yelled at me, there are no lines. There are no countries. The lines you're talking about have no meaning whatsoever. They were just drawn by men. And um, he got a lot of applause for that, and people stood up. This was an awfully long time ago, this sentiment, when you think about it. And it still reigns supreme. It reigns idiotically, but it reigns supreme to certain members or certain portions, I should say, of the left-wing cause. This idea that there are, there are no nations, just lines drawn by men. It's so very, first of all, capricious in the sense of arbitrary. Arbitrary because I'm betting those leftists weren't probably condemning Kamala Harris when she said she was going to Munich to discuss how to protect the sanctity of Ukraine's territory, though they would have applauded her for not doing anything about the southern border of the United States. Some lines to some of the left do matter, just not ours, just not ours. Nicole Hannah-Jones, you've heard me speak of her before. She is the um, the uh, queen bee, the founder, the originator, and general editor of the 1619 Project. She's employed by the New York Times. She's a New York Times reporter there. And she sent out a tweet this uh, weekend thinking that uh, we needed to hear from her, this expert. There's the word again, quote-unquote expert. We needed to hear from her on um, on how to best solve what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. I'm supposing most of us are fairly confused. Most of us are fairly unsure of the right thing, the right next thing to do. And so any clarity, you know, would be helpful. Anything smart would be helpful. Anything dumb, pretty much not. 
You tell me how dumb this is. This is Hannah Jones, Nicole Hannah Jones' contribution to helping us understand things. It's about as helpful as her 1619 project is in helping us understand American history. Just do it, just do away with it. I guess that's her general belief about all things. She brings nihilism to a perfect point. Here's her tweet. What if I told you Europe is not a continent by definition, but a geopolitical fiction to separate it from Asia? And so the alarm about a European or civilized or first world nation being invaded is a dog whistle to tell us we should care because they are like us. Because they are like us. She would go on later later to clarify because she got such pushback from, oh, a lot of geography teachers and a lot of historians. She wrote, to be clear, we should care about Ukraine, but not because it is European or the people appear white or they are civilized or not impoverished. All people deserve to be free and to be welcomed when their countries are at war. Well, that's a whole new thought, isn't it? The idea that there can be a country. If there can't be a continent, how can there be a country? But it's certainly a whole new thought, the notion that we care because white. Do we care about Ukraine? Are Ukrainians more white than Russians? No, is the answer. Have you ever heard of? No, you haven't. I'm not going to go into that. that. I got to say something here. And it's not a political point. It's a painfully moral observation, painful to make. But if you want to argue on behalf of the civil rights in this country of people of all colors, particularly those who have seen the greatest uptick in hate crimes against them, like let's say Asian Americans, you don't go to the liberal movement in this country. You go to the conservative movement who champions them. The liberal movement has categorized them as white and ignores anything having to do with them. And if you give a damn about a second Holocaust and concentration camps and people being put in prisons and separated from their families and their homes bulldozed because of their ethnicity, that means you give a damn about what's going on in China and in the Xinjiang region if you don't care about Tibet. And they aren't white, either in Tibet or in the Uyghur nation that exists, or I should say existed in Xinjiang. And you're not going to get it from people who like Nicole Hannah-Jones. You're going to get it and hear about it from people who like me and Dennis Prager and Seb Gorka and uh, Mark Levin. That's who you're going to get it from. I don't think we need to be lectured from the likes of Nicole Hannah-Jones about caring because they're white. We don't. We care because they're humans. And if she wants to make an issue of where we put moral sympathy these days, never mind political or economic based on international relations having to do with skin color, I think the silence of her movement on what's been done to millions, when people say a million Uyghurs, they're under, it's a major undercount. It actually drives me nuts. They shouldn't be saying a million. It's millions. It's millions. Or perhaps no one cares about the Dalai Lama anymore. I remember when he was considered a moral force in this world, never mind in this country. You know, he can't go home to his home country that he was chased out of. You know why? China. And I give a damn because he's human. And I give a damn because I know what happens when this stuff goes unchecked. 
and she gives a damn only because she thinks Americans care because there's something going on about Ukrainians being white. If that doesn't tell you how morally bereft she is or how dumb she is or possibly just both, well, let me put it this way. The usefulness of her 1619 project to teach American history is the distance between which you can take it in your hand and throw it as far away from you as possible. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. I think my favorite responses to Nicole Hannah-Jones is um, are from the uh, history teachers, the history geography teachers. Um, he's, uh, one of them wrote to her when she said, what if I told you Europe is not a continent by definition? One of them would have said, I would have told you you flunked geography. <laughs> you flunked geography. But then another one said, I'd tell you that you are wrong. Again, like always, like about everything. Literally, the definition of Europe is a continent in the west part of the landmass lying between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, separated from Asia by the Ural Mountains on the east and the Caucasus on the Black and Caspian Seas on the southeast. Um, yes, she is not only technically wrong, she is wrong in everything. I don't understand the temptation to try and introduce this line of thinking. I don't understand a lot of temptations right now. I don't understand the temptation uh, by some. I, I guess it's a part of the um, right that shouldn't be categorized as part of the right, part of the right wing. I don't understand why people who... Uh, exhibit fascistic tendencies or who support fascist dictators abroad, um, I don't understand why they're categorized as right-wing when those dictators abroad have nothing about them to commend as conservative or applying anything the rest of the conservative movement in this country stands for, namely things like the rule of law, human rights. I mean, we can go into the martial virtues. We can go into the Aristotelian virtues. We can go into any number of things, not invading other countries based on uh, based on a revanchistic uh, history. I, I, I just don't understand why they're condemned as the right. But boy, if you look at my Twitter feed and if you watch some of the news, you'll see the George Stephanopoulos's and the other lesser journalists, I should say lesser famed journalists, He's not even a journalist, but lesser well, less well-known journalists. Our stand, their focus on these uh, on these alternate, I suppose, alter, alt-right, alternate-right wing commentators who really represent nobody, stand for nothing, and are as dumb as a dumb as a wooden door. I don't know why they obsess about what they say so much, and they ignore their own. They ignore their own. I guess I do know why. I guess I know why. They ignore their own because it's their party and their movement and they're giving them prime time space on television to talk to you tomorrow night, including people who represent such things as the Democratic Socialists of America, who represent such things as what Nicole Hannah-Jones says, who represents such things that are ahistorical as well as apolitical as well as ageographical, a meaning not. I'm Seth Liebson, the great Brandon Weikert coming right up. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.